Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I want to start the show off by uh, sending out a hearty congratulations to two of our favorite publicists in New York, uh, Jim Bick and Shane Marshall Brown. Yesterday, they announced that they are officially opening their own office, hanging their own shingle, as the trades would say. It is now called the Press Room. It's a new theatrical and entertainment publicity office. Um, they uh, will transition into running that full time in 2019. Shane will still work um, with Sam Rudy and uh, and Jim. We work with a lot of stuff with Jim uh, throughout the uh, throughout the year. So really happy for both of those guys. They're two of the best, and uh, excited to work with them on future projects. And uh, Kelly Guyot. Oh, yeah. She's joining as the vice president. I, I don't know Kelly. Um, do you know Kelly? No. No. Traded some, okay. e- traded some emails over the years. Not uh, Don't know her personally. Yeah. Well, Jim and Shane are great. So if they brought Kelly on board, I'm sure she is equally great as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Congratulations to uh, everybody over there. Uh, first up in the news... Steven Spielberg finds his big screen Tony. Yes, as in uh, from West Side Story, he's not getting a Tony for something on the big screen. But yeah, yesterday it was reported that Divergent, The Fault on Our Stars, and Baby Driver star Ansel Elgort had been cast as Tony in the upcoming big screen remake of West Side Story directed by Steven Spielberg. According to The Hollywood Reporter, they're been a delay in casting because we thought we would have had this news by now, but that delay had started to worry industry insiders that the film would have to be shelved, at least temporarily. But with Elgort now officially attached, the film will reportedly begin production this coming summer. No other casting has yet been announced, but we have previously talked about rumors, including that that Camilla Cabello from Fifth Harmony would be eventually announced as playing Maria. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if any of the other names start to come out in rapid succession as they normally do announce one after the other to get people excited. Now, if you're unsure about uh, this movie star named Ansel being able to sing uh, the part of Tony in promotion of Baby Driver from uh, last summer, he did participate in a riff off on the Late Late Show with his Oscar and Grammy winning co-star Jamie Foxx and Tony winner James Corden. Um, if you, I put a video in the show notes uh, of him singing. If you fast forward to the eight minute mark, you'll hear him doing a little bit of the Commodore's Easy and then in a trio with the other guys on Ain't No Mountain high enough uh james i think he sounds really good it's he would never be cast as tony in a broadway version of west side story um at at least from that clip and there's others of him uh singing online apparently he used to like to post videos of himself singing and playing the piano shirtless so if you're so inclined to look those up they are all online um he doesn't have the tenor to sing that bernstein score um but I think he's far more than adequate for a big screen version. We've talked about this before. Uh, You know, for movies, you really very rarely ever have people cast that would actually play the part on Broadway unless they're the people who originated the role. Um, I think he's got the 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 edge, the, the sex appeal that you want for Tony and He's a fairly well-known young up-and-coming actor, so I think that this is a pretty home-run casting as far as you can go for Steven Spielberg. Now, James, until this was announced on Monday, had you ever heard the words Ansel Elgort used in succession like that? 
<laughs> no, you got me with your very specific question. No, I have never heard the words <laughs> Ansel and Elgort used in succession like that. No devil's triangle. <laughs> He's very good. Uh, if you didn't see Baby Driver opposite uh, um, Lily, oh, what was her name from? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been funny, though. Been no, funny. it would have been very funny. No, Lily, uh, fr- she was on Downton Abbey and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Anyway, uh, they played uh, opposite each other in that and uh, John Hammond and the the name the former Tony host who will not be named is in a baby driver as well as Jamie Foxx and all that stuff but very good in fact he is a New York native he went to uh, the professional performing arts school Fiorello H LaGuardia High School and Stage Door Manor summer camp um, he also took five years uh, of classes at the School of American Ballet so he's uh, he's somebody who has the background uh, to to hopefully be able to pull this off so fingers crossed uh, everybody loves West Side Story. So I'm really, really hoping that he can do this right. So uh, I guess you have to really wonder what the specific market for this is. Is it is it going to be a teen heartthrob market? Is it going to be an adult film? Is it going to be a musical theater film? It's hard to say. It, it, I don't know if this is going to have the mass appeal of a typical Spielberg film. I think it will, because I think what they'll probably do is if they're filming in the summer of 2019, they'll probably aim for a holiday prestige pick release in 2020, um, giving it uh, I don't think this I mean, I could be completely wrong. Uh, I don't think they're going to do this as a summer 2020 release. Um, They probably won't have time to get it ready for the holidays of 2019. But I would imagine that they make this a. Um, a prestige film and try to go after awards. I, I think that this uh, is kind of where Spielberg's movies are going. Either he's either continuing with the uh, franchises that he has made famous or he's doing prestige films. So I, I think that's the way they'll go. And I think they'll probably try to steal a page from what Les Mis did and, and try to make this something that appeals to the musical theater folk um, as well as people who like big name Hollywood stars and then also try to uh, get some awards consideration as well. Okay, now that we've done the uh, Hollywood casting, uh, what do we have on the Broadway show and casting news? All right, I wanted to get through some of these stories because I'll have other stuff I want to run through quickly at the end of the show. But um, I wanted to start off with these. Over the weekend, we learned that the but fo- that following the critically beloved Williamstown Theater Festival production, the new musical Limpica will hold a developmental lab this fall. Eden Espinoza, Carmen Cusack, and Andrew Samansky starred in the WTF production. No word yet if they will continue with the show, but I would be surprised if they replaced any of them, um, maybe one of them, depending on schedules. Uh, but I would imagine that at least two or three of those folks will continue with the production. The lab is apparently going to happen sometime this November. As I've mentioned before, I think this show would actually be skipping the lab and have already been announced for Broadway this season. Had it not been for the fact that it is being helmed by one of the most in-demand directors in the business right now, Rachel Chavkin, who is currently in rehearsals for Hades Town that will open in November uh, at the National Theater in London. And then she's working on a new show called Continuity for the Manhattan Theater Club off-Broadway this spring. So I still have already put all my eggs in the Hades Town coming to Broadway this spring basket. So she would have to go straight from Hades Town 
into continuity. So there's no real time unless they try to sneak Limpika in for a January opening, which I think would be foolish. Um, we Those shows that do that very rarely work. So I would imagine that this show will have its lab in November and then bide its time for perhaps a fall 2019 opening. That would be my guess, but we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of uh, MTC, because uh, Chapkin's going to do a show there this spring, yesterday they announced the full cast of the upcoming Broadway premiere of Terrell Alvin McCraney's Choir Boy, directed by Trip Coleman. As we've mentioned before, returning from the 2013 off-Broadway original cast will be Nick Nicholas L. Ash, Chuck Cooper, Austin Pendleton, and Jeremy Pope. We will have the complete list of the uh, all the actors joining the production in the show notes at broadwayradio.com. And finally, in this section, it's not really Broadway, but unless the reviews are horrendous when we talk about them on the show tomorrow – I think it actually is tied to Broadway because yesterday the public theater announced that the girl from the North Country had been extended one final time. Emphasis on final. The Connor McPherson and Bob Dylan play with music will now run through December 23rd. I think they want to get this thing wrapped up before the holidays, close those books on the uh, the calendar year, and then get ready for a Broadway transfer in the spring. All right. So uh, maybe this next session will shed some light on that. Tell us about last week's Broadway grosses. All right. Thanks to a number of things, the return of Springsteen on Broadway, Harry Potter not giving away 15 tickets or 1,500 tickets to charity, and some shows working their way through the preview process, Broadway saw a more than $3,012,000 increase over the previous week. Only 10 of Broadway's 29 shows saw week, uh, week-to-week numbers in the red, and one of those had its opening last week, so it's not surprised that it had a decline. Overall, Broadway grossed $29,500,000. $21,717. The Waverly Gallery had its first six previews and grossed nearly $308,000. The Lifespan of a Fact had its first eight-show week and came in at $737,129. I'm actually kind of surprised that it's that low. Um, maybe the Daniel Radcliffe uh, in a play phenomenon is not as big as I thought it would be, but not bad, but... I kind of thought it would be higher. Anyway, Hamilton was tops with $3.25 million, followed by Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which does not star Daniel Radcliffe, uh, which was back over $2 million after its charity outing the previous Sunday, followed by The Lion King, Springsteen on Broadway, Frozen, Dear Evan Hansen, Wicked, Mean Girls, Aladdin, Pretty Woman, The Book of Mormon, Come From Away, and My Fair Lady, all above $1 million. Not bad for the last week of September to see 13 of Broadway's 29 shows over seven figures. Now, despite a 19K increase, the nap, which also opened last week, was at the bottom of the grossest ladder, which was followed by Head Over Heels, which did get its head over a quarter of a million dollars, but apparently it was benefited by a sold out Saturday night performance thanks to RuPaul's DragCon, which had a lot of people come over from that convention to see the show. Also, Once on This Island continued to slide as it hit just above $373,000. Have to start looking about whether that one will vacate Broadway's Circle in the Square by uh, January and see if any of the shows rumored to take its place will come in. Some of those long-running musicals uh, that have not yet announced closing – 
did have a kind of a down week. Waitress um, did see a $50,000 increase, but it's still only just above $600,000. Summer continues its decline. It came in at $665,000. Anastasia had a huge increase, though, to get back up above $737,000. Beautiful saw another nice bump to $781,000. James, I said that I thought most of these shows would survive through next spring. Um, Kinky Boots, I kind of got right. I think Anastasia and Beautiful um, will remain for a while. Waitress and Once on This Island are the ones that I would be worried about. I think if Waitress can find a star to come in and cast it through the holidays, they could either say, you know what, that's enough, let's close it, like uh, the Weislers did with Pippin, or the Weislers could go and do what they did with Chicago, have a big star, kind of ride those box office for a while and then bring in another star and try to continue for a while because the show has already recouped. But I think most of these long running shows, especially Anastasia and beautiful will probably try to ride out next spring. I think Fran and Barry Weisler should put BB Newworth into waitress. Absolutely. BB oh, always, BB always saves Chicago. Every time there's a downturn in Chicago, BB comes back and saves it. How long has it been since BB was in Chicago? couple of weeks I don't know. <laughs> it's probably been like 15 years but i would I, I don't care what part you put her in yeah uh i would go see waitress with bb and actually uh broadway's julia murney had a really mm. interesting tweet did you hear about this tweet no. james she tweeted something and i don't i didn't follow the whole thread conversation but she was um basically responding to a tweet from jen Calella, um and uh, she basically started a campaign to make Jen Colella the first non-male Dr. Pometer in the show, which I think would be super. That's actually something, not Jen Colella, but a, but a female Dr. Pometer that a lot of people have been talking about for a while. And I think if you're going to do it, Jen Colella seems like the best option. I, that's a really good idea. And I mean, you know, yeah, Mernie, she could have a really wild, wild party. Oh, I see what you did there. All right, Matt, what else do we have to talk about today? All right, I got a few more things that I wanted to mention as we help you ease on into your Tuesday. As of yesterday, the TKTS booths at Times Square in the South Street Seaport uh, are listing Broadway and off-Broadway shows and displaying the discounted ticket price rather than the percentage of the discount. As we've talked about before, I think that this will help ease a lot of confusion for patrons and it'll make them happy and save them time so they don't have to get up to the window and say, so how much is that ticket anyway? I think it'll save a lot of time. And I know that TDF has talked about uh, there's a lot of logistical issues to try to get those prices as they fluctuate uh, and everything. But I think this is a very good step for TKTS to make that whole process smoother. Also, uh, next up, Sakina's Restaurant, starring Asif Manvi, has announced an extension through November 11th at the Minetta Lane Theater. That production is being produced by Audible, which means it'll be recorded. Performances haven't really even begun. They will begin on this Friday, so it already has an extension before it begins previews. And finally, over the weekend, the 32nd annual Broadway flea market raised $906,825 for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. It is the second highest total in the event's history, so congrats. Congratulations to uh, everybody who helped organize it, who was there from a celebrity side, any of the fans that went um, and and got autographs, any uh, hoarders who went and tried to find more stuff that they don't need, because I guarantee you I would be that guy if I was there. I have so much stuff that I don't need, but I'm not 
someone who can I can I'm not a pack rat, but I can't throw things like that away. Um, so so I'm, it's probably a good thing, James, that I'm not in town for the flea market. Uh, Squigs raised raised a lot of money there, and uh, and it was quite a beautiful beautiful sunday we are very lucky with the weather so uh this is a great total and a great uh a great cause for broadway cares to raise nine hundred thousand dollars that's awesome all right matt why don't you get us out of here all right thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook and twitter at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt and if you're like my colleague alan henry and think i'm completely wrong about the casting of ansel elgort you can find me there and tell me how wrong i am they could have canceled. They could have cast uh, Ansel Adams. That would have been totally, totally wrong. <laughs> Ansel Adams probably would have been better than Ben Platt, anyway. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of color, though. So, uh, my name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. For goodness sakes, people, there's less than three thousand dollars left to Robbie Rozelle's fundraiser for uh, his album. Do it. So get out there, do it, do it. Matt and I have done it. Do it. Be part of the club and. Uh, <laughs> Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Normally, people should not be part of any club that both you and I are a part of. That's, That's the old true. Marx Brothers joke. I don't want to be part of any club that would Any club me. that would have me as a member. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs>